I'm Charlene Yennerfeld, and you're listening to About That Outdoor Job. It's it's so intertwined. It's so like almost everything I do is work-related, but also my work is like the way I like to live. Alexandra Gosink, travel writer and co-founder of I Love the Seaside Surf and Travel Guide. The sea has always been part of Alexandra's world. My dad was in the, in the naval army, so we always lived somewhere at the seaside. We moved a lot, but it was always at a place at the seaside where, you know, where he was stationed. So, yeah, definitely. I, I think in all my life I've lived... About one year in Amsterdam, actually, which isn't too far from the seaside. But uh, I, I noticed all these things in me, like being restless every day and um, like looking for an escape somewhere. And then I realized, yeah, because I always lived at the sea, when you go to the beach you, and, and you look out, there's like nothing. There's just horizon. It's open, open fields. And then I realized I'm used to that. So I should just go back to the sea. <laughs> Alexandra, do you remember when you first fell in love with the sea and the outdoors? I know that one. It's when we, when I was about four years old, we moved as a family um, because my dad was in the naval army. Uh, we moved from from Holland to the Dutch Antilles, uh, Curaçao. They're like a small island group uh, in front of Venezuela. And we didn't go by plane. We went on a boat and it was like a, like a commercial ship, just, just, you know, with freight. One other couple sailing on it and we as a family. So four kids, mom and dad and the dog. Yeah. And it was weeks and weeks and weeks. And they made us a little swimming pool, like really, really tiny, but I was tiny. So for me, it was like, way swimming pool. And I remember looking out, um, Sometimes you saw dolphins, and I, I re- like really clearly remember seeing flying fish, just like the fish that really jump out and fly a little bit over the water. And then we had a stop in Trinidad. That was so, so exotic. Just trees up until the, the water. And yeah, so that that's my, I think that's my strongest childhood outdoor, like, Wow, outdoor, there's something to discover here. There's something to see here. It's far more interesting than being indoor. And what does the sea mean to you nowadays? It's, it's my, my, my place of sanity. If I miss it for too long, I, yeah, like I said, like living in Amsterdam, I, I, I get so restless. And it's like as if there's con- there, like, like constant things going on in your head and you can't stop it. And there's not... I mean, any new ideas, no rest, no quiet. So, yeah, for, for me, it's just the sanity, uh, recharge, yeah, digging into creativity or, yeah, the quiet. Alexandra knew she wanted to write and pursued that early on, but it didn't really pan out at first. You gave writing a go, but it didn't really take off. What did you do next? 
so I, I did I did the odd jobs. Yeah, I first first it was like a girl asked if I could replace her in uh, um, some wood adventure as a guide. Um, I, I was uh, teaching at the time also. I was teaching foreigners Dutch. Uh, so I was used to, to standing in front of a group. From my nature, I'm a shy person. But when I'm in a, in a group and I prepare what I have to say, I'm not that shy. So I thought, okay, well, I can do that. I can, I can be in front of a group. And if it's outdoor, it's good. You know, if we go, if we go biking, whatever, how hard can it be? <laughs> But no, it went fine, and it was it was like three days spending outdoors, getting paid for it. Uh, so I was, yeah, I can do this. And and then I started looking for jobs as a as a tour guide, and I and I did some traveling in Thailand, and I did some traveling here and there and there. So uh, you you get your, I, I was accepted. You get a week, just a weekend of training, <laughs> and then you're like, okay. Uh, you can uh, you can go. The, I think my first one was to Czech, the Czech Republic, uh, doing a biking tour as a as a tour guide, and then some other places in Europe, and um, yeah, and then finally as a tour guide in uh, in Thailand, doing uh, longer tours with bigger groups. Did the travel guiding experience bring about an opportunity to try travel writing again? Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it it definitely did um, because the the tour guide at at some point you're sort of oh, okay another group you, you you know you get to a point like hmm okay seen it done it not too keen on it anymore but I was keen on the traveling and I thought well I know some places now really well so I might as well try do it again like have another go at the writing and that's when I started selling my stories to newspapers and magazines based on that I thought yeah I know this place really well and uh, I have an interesting angle here uh, to make a story so that's that's how that started out do you recall what your first piece was that got published I think it was a story about Bangkok and it was I was over the moon (laughs) you're like you know like when you were young and going to your mom and dad, look, I, I made a drawing. I was I was showing the newspaper to everybody. Look, <laughs> I made it to the papers. There's my photos in it. Like travel guiding, travel writing as a freelancer can be grueling. It's very competitive and you continually need to keep up the hustle. It's also tiring, like uh, pitching your ideas and thinking of new ideas, finding new channels. Um, and I was always thinking, ah, oh, if I just could go from one big project to another big project, that would be awesome. But within my field and working with other people uh, also. Was that the starting point for co-founding, writing and editing I Love the Seaside Surf and Travel Guides? Because we, we did this trip we, we we were doing it for almost 10 years, like France, Spain, Portugal, sometimes uh, adding Morocco, and then staying at some places really long. So we got to know places, we got to know people, uh, we got to know a little bit about how, it, how local communities worked and what the vibe was. 
Um, and I was always pointing friends or other surfers to like, yeah, you should go, uh, not, don't go to the supermarket tomorrow, go to this little market that's behind this and this and this street. And uh, yeah, like you can, you can have the best coffee here. It's only open in the morning, but you should go there. And so all these things added up. Um, also the, the description of, of surf spots and um, like some people just putting everything out there and, and uh, as if it was like accessible for everybody. Uh, I thought, no, it's not accessible for everybody. You should check your level. You should check with the community if it's, if it's okay to surf here. Yeah, all these little things added up to me wanting to do something with that and also something with that knowledge. And then when I started talking to people, I remember talking to the, the girlfriend of him, who's now our designer and our third partner. And she said, yeah, I, I always love to know if, uh, if at some spot, if, if I can chill out there, if it's safe for my kids, uh, if it's safe for my kids to surf there, or, or maybe I can have a coffee there. And I just thought, hmm, that's quite interesting. So all these little talks with people added up to the idea of I love the seaside, like a surf and travel guide. Surf, yeah, a little bit like the known spots, but more like what's around. If if I, I figured surfers will, will travel anyway and they will discover the spots anyway. It's that's not, you know, I'm not there to to tell them not to go or to go. They will be there. Um, but if they're there you know, see what's around you, what else you can do. And yeah, so there was the connection between the surfers and the locals. Uh, so that was the whole idea to get that connection. So what's a typical workday for you now? Depending on where I am, because we do still travel a lot and we either rent a house or we stay in the van. The van life is a little bit different, <laughs> but I every day I just start going. I go out with my dogs wherever I am. This is how I start the day: going, going out for a long walk with my dogs. If they're surf, I surf first, and then either uh, I do the emails first, or I just start. If there's a new, uh, if somebody send like a new document to edit, I start doing that. If there's an interview to do, sometimes I have a call with. Like the other day I had a call with the girl who's doing our California guide. Sometimes we have a meeting in, let's say in Amsterdam with our Chilean couple. Uh, sometimes we have a little meeting with the three of us as well. Dim, he, he lives almost like around the corner and he has a, an office in the, in the Harbor. So we meet up, let's say once a week. So it's when we're not doing the actual research and we're not in a van, it's almost like an office job, <laughs> but, but you know, with the freedom to go out when I, when I want to walk the dogs or have a surf or whatever. So yeah, that's my day-to-day -day job at this moment. Yeah. It sounds like your work is actually a lifestyle. It's, it's so intertwined. It's so like almost everything I do is work related. Um, but also my work is like the way I like to live. I would say maybe if, if there's a negative side is that, that there's almost no, no such thing as like, ah, it's the weekend. 
Because in the weekend, I think, oh, I have to answer this mail. or Oh, I can do this and this and this. So I won't have to do that, uh, you know, on Monday. We always, when we're uh, on, on the road, we always have our antennas up uh, work-wise. So, yeah, like like the downside could be, it could be that every time when we go away, there's there's our antennas up and it's it never feels like a holiday. But then again, you know, it's it's our job to be on the road and we can stop at every surf spot where we want. So it, I'm not complaining. <laughs> no, yeah. And though Alexandra loves what she does, it's not always easy to make your living from your passion. Though she gets to travel and surf a lot, she still struggles with finding the right balance for herself. When we're at a deadline, and we're at deadlines a lot, it's it's actually, I feel really guilty if I go for a surf. Um, I, yeah, I work in the daytime and after hours and weekend. So I do have the freedom to go out, surf, whatever. But you have this, I always call it like the homework feeling. You know, you used to have like, yeah, I can play, but I still have to do homework. <laughs> I have that a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I have the freedom. I do it. But sometimes it's, it's a little bit like mixed feelings. And what other challenges come with the job? I think, yeah, well, one challenge is, is, is time. Uh, like you won 10 days in a week, <laughs> 30 hours in a day. The other one is, is, is finance. Like we're doing fine and also with the way we live. But, and, but it's like, it's still, I, but I think, well, maybe every freelancer has that, that, that you still have, even if you have enough, you don't know what next month will bring. And uh, so I think that's a big challenge. Uh, you know, it's always because you have to level like uh, you have to invest, but how much do you invest? Yeah, that's that's uh, pretty challenging. And um, focus. The third. So the third thing that's a big challenge is focus, because there's so many things going on at the same time. It's not just one job you do. It's several jobs within one job yeah and so and I already have a hard time keeping my focus <laughs> what's one thing you believe that's helped you succeed through those challenges oh per perseverance yeah definitely perseverance if you if you like like doing what you love obviously um but if if you don't like really believe it and persevere even after a few attempts and it didn't work. It just doesn't work. So, you know, and you have to, you have to take step by step and some steps aren't very successful. So if, if you still believe in it, then, then perseverance would be a, 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 a yeah, a great asset. <laughs> When speaking with Alexandra, you quickly realize that challenges, change, newness, it spurs her on and feeds her ambitions. And the idea of, uh, yeah, of, of, of not standing still, but just 
having these new things all the time that's what that's yeah that that does get me uh, still exciting it's it's a lot of work and it's even more 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 and and we're all doing it ourselves i mean we had the ideas and we did it uh and and i do have i do have sleepless nights actually uh, every now and then that's not so good but yeah it just i don't know it comes with it but it also gets me very excited to to have all these, these new things and yeah Part of the mission of the series Women in Outdoor Jobs is to share the stories and experiences of women like Alexandra, who've successfully made the outdoors their living, so that women who want to achieve that for themselves can benefit from their learnings and advice. This is what Alexandra would say to you if you're considering travel writing. First of all, you have to, you have to believe that your story is worth telling. And if you feel that, I'm pretty sure you're going to sell it somewhere because you're so convinced it's a story worth telling so you will find your channel the first pitch is like the most important uh, like i said you have to have an angle just saying like i've been to new zealand and it's so great and i can write a story about about new zealand that's they're not interested in that they you you have to say i know this old fisherman in new zealand and he has a i don't know a, he talks to a tree and he gets ideas from that uh, and then he built his uh, his whole community around that, and everybody goes to him seeking advice. If you if you say it like that, then they think, oh my God, there's a story there, and New Zealand, and, and always always add a photo, like one or two photos, so they have like a visual idea, and keep the pitch as short as possible, and then you won't hear from them. Well, first. You make a call. Then they say, yeah, send me an email. You send the email. Then you make the call again. Did you see my email? And, you know, yeah. And try 10 at one time, not just one. There's 10. Go for the, go for the best first and then slowly go down. <laughs> yeah. And not just wanting to enjoy it because they're at every job there are downsides. So it's always so easy to say, yeah, you just have to do what you believe or what makes you happy. Sure, you sure you have to do it, but you know, some parts will not make you that happy or <laughs> ecstatic. A big thank you to Alexandra for taking the time to talk with me. You can find Alexandra on Instagram at I Love the Seaside and Alexandra.gosink. Other resources are listed in our show notes. Thank you for listening. You can find About That Outdoor Job on Instagram, our website, and a number of podcast listening platforms. You can support our new podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. A review makes our podcast more visible so others can discover it as well. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Charlene Janerfeldt.